You have entered Kindergeist, a horror podcast for kids and ghouls. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Kindergeist podcast. Um, I'm the host. My name is Akia. Welcome back. And this is my co-host, my auntie. Hi, I'm Xanthi. Um, her... Yeah. <laughs> um, so today we're going to be talking about the movie called Warm Bodies. And um, it's like a zombie world and a human world that just like happened, like basically like the apocalypse. And it's a very interesting movie. So I will be describing if it's a good show or a good movie to watch for kids like my age. I'm 12, by the way. Um so yeah, you wrapped it up pretty well. It's a horror romance film, um, basically Romeo and Juliet, except it's set in the apocalypse, which, oh yeah, I remember us talking about Shakespeare. Like at some point in your school, I'm sure they're going to make you read Shakespeare. Um, I wanted to ask my, my aunt, first of all, why she thought this movie was a good movie to pick for today's episode. So I thought how you enjoyed the vampire diaries and that's kind of a like romance between humans and vampires and i felt like warm bodies was a good kind of it's within that realm except in this case it's a girl and a zombie and it's pretty silly so i felt like it was a good kind of a introductory horror movie if you like horror romance films do you think it's like more of a romance or more of an adventure, like horror adventure type of movie? Yeah, I felt like there was a good mix of the two. It definitely had its adventure elements, but I felt like the love story was driving it forward. So in a way, it was like love brings you to an adventure. Yeah. Well, for me, I never really, I don't like that stuff. It's cringy, like Oh, really? It's really cringy. Tell, tell me more. Like, well, because first of all, it's like, okay, like, I can make other things that makes me happy. Like, my friends make me happy. Um, cookies make me happy. Doing art makes me happy. Watching movies makes me happy. It's not like I need somebody to be there. If I needed somebody, then I would call my best friend, you know? I definitely relate to the idea of just eating cookies rather than having a boyfriend, for sure. Watching movies and eating cookies and listen, and then after that, listening to music, like ballroom music. Oh, wow. The vibes are immaculate. Like, ah! Overall, like, I feel like this movie should be at least a 11 and up, an 11 and up movie because it's dealing with love. And some people are immature. Having a boyfriend at like 10. Drop the tea. Who's immature? I Like my brother. Like my brother. Oh, he had a crush on someone. And I was like, that's disgusting. Really? Yeah. Okay, we need to talk about that later. <laughs> With Zachary. Yeah. Um, I thought it was really funny, though. Like, I didn't... I wasn't, like, mad at it or anything. I thought it was just funny because it's like, oh, okay. Like, you already have a crush. <laughs> nice. You know. You say that crushes are gross. So I'm assuming you don't have a crush on anyone. No, I don't. I only love my... Oh, no. Trust me, everyone in my school, I mean, like, everyone in my school, they, they're they weird. <laughs> yeah. 
you have a crush on like four actors though, like on the Vampire Diaries. No, we, yeah, actually. <laughs> no, it's because <laughs> no, okay, because they're okay. Some of them, okay. First of all, it's I feel like the only reason why I like those actors in the Vampire Diaries is because of the way how they act, like how they act on screen. It's like. You can never find someone like that because it's just acting, you know. It's like, yeah, it's not real. That's a good point to make. Exactly, because I feel like a lot of people grow up with this idea of this unrealistic idea of what love and romance is because of these、uh, romantic movies. That, like, especially, I mean, The Notebook is a big one. I personally am not crazy about it, but I do love Ryan Gosling, and he's in it. Oh no! You don't know who Ryan Gosling is, huh? You're giving me a weird look. No, 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 no! I know who he is, but I just don't know what he looks like. I, I, I've heard the name before. I just haven't like actually seen. Well, I don't think you would like it because you you found warm bodies cringy as far as the romance goes. So you definitely wouldn't like the Notebook. Only the Vampire Diaries. It's because they have in the Vampire Diaries they have more adventure than love. So I see. Yeah, I agree that. Would like more of the excitement than the heavy romance storyline.、Um, mm-hmm. Actually, what is the dating life quotation marks like for people in your age group in seventh grade? Yuck. <laughs> okay, so I know a lot of people who are like quote unquote dating another human being, especially nowadays, like over quarantine, so many people are coming out as as LG like part of the LGBTQ plus community. I have some friends that are bi. I have some friends that are lesbian.、Um, before when we were at school, it was so awkward. Like people are just so awkward with each other if they're like quote unquote dating. Like that's like. Okay, it just disturbs me, you know. If I see my mom and dad like kiss each other when they have to leave for work, it's like okay, nice. Like okay, <laughs> it's gross. Yeah, it's like yuck. It's pretty cool that、um, a lot of people have come out since then because of the quarantine. Like, how is it、um, pressure wise? You know, when I was in middle school, well, generally, actually, all of school, people were very unkind about hearing when people were a part of the LGBTQ community. I remember one of my classmates was suspected of being a lesbian, and people just hated her for that reason. And one of my best friends is a pansexual, so she faced a lot of like difficult judgment. I feel like it should be normalized, but ever since so many girls came out bi, I feel like like people are starting to think that it's a trend becoming bi. I know someone that's doing it for a trend because she mostly does everything like due to trends, you know, which is like really frustrating sometimes because don't like add yourself to a community if you're ready if you're just pretending to be. A part of it, you know. If I was a parent and I, if I and my daughter or son become became like bi or part of the LGBTQ plus community, I would be okay with it. Like to be honest, I'd just be okay with it because that's like you should always understand what your child needs. Like you just can't say that you have to become straight because I said so. You know, does that make sense? It's like saying that, oh, mom, hi, I'm bi, but 
like how will you react and then if i say like no you're straight you can't be bi and i'll just kick them out of the house like that does not work it's like emotionally not physically you know yeah because that's a part of you who you are it's kind of especially us being filipino um the philippines is very judgmental still mm -hmm. in that regard which is unfortunate yeah the horror genre kind of uh does this cool thing you know the whole idea of like horror is like being different and how that's so difficult to deal with in a world that wants you to be like everyone else yeah that's nice yeah i feel like lgbtq really relates to love obviously it's depending on your like how you are in your head and emotionally and then love it's connected to warm bodies because that's like a a love and a horror movie. Love, wait, how do you say it? A love romance? Oh, Rom a horror romance? Yeah. I found out that uh, Warm Bodies was originally a book series oh. uh, written by the author named Isaac Marion. And they're actually going to make it into a TV show because there's four books. Oh, wow. And it kind of goes, yeah, it goes deeper into the story. And I'm kind of interested in the prequel, though, because the prequel called... The New Hunger mm -hmm. is about a 12-year-old who grew up in this apocalyptic era. Oh. So that could be something interesting for um, the show. I don't know exactly who's going to be the center of the show, but that'd be really cool to see. Oh, that's that! I didn't even know that. Wow. So which one do you like better, the humans the, or the zombies? In this, it seems like the zombies, more than anyone, have the humanity in them. Because from the beginning, we see R, he's struggling with um, eating people. He's like, I know this is wrong and I need to survive. And then when he meets Julie, he he turns ultimately like, oh, no, I don't want to give away the spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> but um, basically, he changes for the better. Yeah, it shows that they have more than they see that they show. It's like don't judge a book by its cover because you never know if they like, you know. Exactly. They still have something and left I, in them. Yeah, and I love that the zombie um as a monster is like such a good um character to kind of communicate these things because like zombies can represent so many different things. Like for Example, it could be a metaphor for how people are just all the same and just kind of going through life and living. Yeah. Because in Night of the Living Dead, that would be a good movie to watch just to see where zombies came from. Um, a very famous director, George Romero, directed that movie, and he kind of created the mainstream idea of what we know as a zombie today. I attended this Zoom class about war horror and they mentioned a specific movie where the first zombie movie might have come like way before um oh wait it's called uh j'accuse a silent film oh i see that's cool if you had to direct this movie how would you change it yeah i'd probably add more adventure i feel like um r should go to more like, conquer more obstacles to reach Julie. Like, not just because of that. Because he killed the boyfriend. I think that she could, like, he could at least kill, like, the best friend or something. 
Ah, uh, like more more conflict in him being a zombie. Exactly. That's such a good point because he does kind of make it up to her very easily just because he knows the memories of her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And it in a version perhaps it's perhaps because it's trying to be more friendly to YA. Um I wonder if there's the version, if you directed a rated R version, that would be more, it would be darker and you'd, you say you would add more adventure and it would have more conflict of being a zombie and fighting those desires versus this one was just more about him making it Is this his a way. rated R movie? No, it's, it's PG-13, but I feel like you, you might be discussing a version that would be rated R in the studio's eyes, at least. Mm, yeah, probably. Which I would like to see. <laughs> yeah, um, I feel like it just be it should just be PG. Like I, I don't think there should be any thirteen and up. You know. Yeah, I like this theme of you um, always lowering the age because it does show like where the maturity level is versus what the studios think the maturity level is. To be honest, it's coming from experience because there's so many 10-year-olds who have, like, who can just go outside to the beach and walking by themselves to appear, you know? And I'm just like, okay, like, wow, like, this is the everyday normal now because of social media and how it's being treated to kids, you know? It's like an... Like, the influencers are not really influencing because that's how the kids are turning out to be. Well, so what should they be called instead of influencers? Shouldn't They shouldn't have a platform in the first place. Like, I have, I can name so many Im- influencers, like TikTok influencers, who shouldn't even have a platform in the first place. Like, because they're just disgusting overall, you know? Oh, amen. I, like, I'm not trying to be mean no, or anything. It's, it's just... It's not being mean. It's being truthful because... I even saw this when I was, I guess, when I was younger, inklings of young people who wanted to become famous just for the sake of being famous and for attention. That's a whole nother thing in itself. It's, it's not great. It's, it's like, don't, don't go towards that as a life goal because yeah. you'll definitely be unhappy. It's, it's just strange. Yeah, I, I agree to that. It's really strange because people change after fame. Like, even if you think that they don't, like, they do. Like, at the end of the day, they do. Like, at the end of the day, they do. That's a movie right there. And that's a perfect zombie movie because there's a lot of zombies that follow influencers. <laughs> yeah. Like, what, is, what are your favorite supernatural creatures or characters? I feel like vampires are my number one because they don't die except for you, except you put a stake in their heart and it's just cool. Like they can run as fast as they can. They can get to another place to like, they can get to a place to another. They feed on blood and um, they can turn off their humanity. They can be very fun sometimes and they can do anything. They can travel the world anywhere because they can compel people. Oh, I'm starting to understand you more. Like you, you want all of these uh, <laughs> kind of uh, quality, magical qualities of uh, vampires, so you can drink blood and control people to go travel and live in Europe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to ask if um, you think that this this show, I mean, this movie, is any 
is similar to any other movie that you watched besides The Vampire Diaries? It's interesting. Most of the the horror romance movies come from vampires. Um, Zombie love movies are not as common as vampire love movies, but there's a movie, now it comes to mind, uh, one called Life After Beth Mm -hmm. um, with Aubrey Plaza. That's another love zombie movie that's a comedy and pretty fun. Oh, okay. I don't know what it's rated. For me, I feel like um, like supernatural romance is like really funny to me. Like it's just funny. Like in like human romance is just cringy. It's like, haha, you're dead, but you're still liking someone, you know? And then it's like, um, for in real life, it's like, I don't really know how to describe it. It's like, like move on, you're dead. Exactly. It's like. My mom, my parents, like, in the wedding day, I remember that day. I was super excited because we went into a hotel. And I love hotels. Like, I love going to hotels, you know, because it's not my house. I remember how cute you and your brother looked. And um, what are your, what's your verdict on weddings? How do you feel about weddings and marriage in general? Okay, first of all, weddings are beautiful, but marriage, like, commitments, like, This is the sub- a surprise for me because you said you don't like romance, yeah. but you love weddings no. and marriage. Like, I like planning <laughs> weddings, but I just don't like being a part of one. Like I can go to someone's wedding and still like it, but I have like a whole Pinterest folder about weddings and stuff. Even though I'm never going to get married, like I might get married to myself. That's about it because like I'm so swaggy, you know? Oh, that's right. There's somebody that got married to themselves, right? Yeah. I think it was a girl in South Africa, a lady in South Africa. But do you feel like like it's kind of vain to want to get married to yourself? Or is it more of an act of self-love or what? It's an act of self-love. Let's go. Yeah. Because it's like, if no one wants, if no one else wants to love you, then you just love yourself because... Yeah, because you're the boss of your life and you're the only one who's controlling it. So, like, it's like people are have to do jobs that they hate. People are just sitting in an office for, like, eight hours a day doing nothing with their miserable life, you know? And then it's like there's a whole new universe out there you don't even know. You don't know if there's aliens out there, you know? And you're still sitting down at a workspace working, for your miserable life. Why can't you just pay a plane ticket to move to Europe, you know? It's like, you only live once and you have to make the most out of it because you never know it's coming, you know? You can just travel the world. You don't know what's out there. You don't know what's out there in the universe. You don't know if aliens can be talking about me. You don't know if there's particles in the air that are spy cameras. I'm very interested in the idea of, uh who these aliens are because it's been proven that there are aliens out there by the uh it's just who are they you know i want one for a pet (gasps) pet? that'll be so cool what if they're more intelligent than us and you're like i just want to feed you and walk you (laughs) (laughs) to be honest i would be so excited i would be so excited if i see an alien like, imagine they look, like, very opposite. Wait, I was searching about vampires to see if they were real, right? And they said that they found a stake, a wooden stake in someone's heart when they died. And they found unusual, like, an unusual skull. 
like that didn't really look like a human, but yet shaped like one. So I thought it was really weird because like you can be dead, but still be alive. And then you never know if you had a past life, you know? I mean, yeah, anything's possible. Like we don't even know the half of it. Basically, um, I feel like Warm Bodies is a very good movie to watch. And I really suggest for you all to watch it um, because it has to deal with so many aspects of life. The quote of the night is, where there is no imagination, there is no horror. Yeah, if you have no imagination, then you have no, like, sh- like, you can't make a story about a horror if you have no imagination. So that's it for today's episode. I hope you guys have a re- great rest of your day. Thank you so much. We'll be back next week. Please subscribe and add us on Instagram and Twitter. Search Kindergeist Podcast. And remember, you are loved, you are a baddie, and remember to always live on the fright side. Bye.